Uh, do you remember Forensics, where it was like speech theater competitions? Sure, yeah. Like I was. Turns out, no, I was not involved in that. But I went to like the meeting to be like, oh, I'm interested, and was given a monologue. I think I ended up like picking a different one, and then no one ever followed up with me so I like memorized this monologue and I had no idea what was going on and I don't was never told like what practice was or like and then I found out there was a competition like a week later after like months of not knowing what was going on and I was like okay well tight I guess I'm not in forensics cool cool Stupid. But anyway, no. No, I was busy doing other things in middle school. I, no, was right. doing, I was doing like National History Day, which is like a science fair, but for history. Oh, yeah. Where I did a solo performance. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I did a solo. <laughs> we have to get back on task. Okay. No, but my, yeah. my solo performance was. <laughs> Were you Jasper? Did you do the Civil War? Did you. <laughs> Welcome to Fine Pairings. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And it's our season five finale. (laughs) Really sad Jamaican air horn. Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Yeah, it's a combination. See, again, we're just referencing other things. Nothing is original. It's fine. Anyway. (laughs) So today for you, we have four original fix from our different uh, still- Apple Podcasts for now, though, surprise, surprise, we will be moving into Spotify uh, as an acceptable form in the next uh, season. So if you send us either of those and tell us what you'd like us to write, that can come up in season six. Uh, Yeah. So uh, how do we start these? (laughs) I was like, do we introduce what the fix are about? I feel like, no, I have to introduce the cocktail. Yes, the cocktail first. Which I chose. (sighs) Okay. So (laughs) I like last week. We are taking a cocktail from the list that's not get pulled out of the hat. And the main reason I picked this one was because, one, I didn't really know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then when I looked it up, uh, the ingredients were familiar to me. It's an actual like 1920s, 1930s cocktail. Nice. <laughs> it's just great. But I also don't think I'll like it just based on what's in it. And especially if it's... Okay, so here's the story. So this is a... Again, I don't... It's not a Belvedere. I'm, I think it's a... Bull, bull de- One second. <laughs> it's it's spelled weird. Is and it I've because never it's heard- French? It's probably yes, it is French, but it's um. It's B O U L. Yeah, it's B O U L D E R E, which seems like it's Belvedere spelled weird, but <laughs> bull Boulevard, and it's also spelled different ways. Belvedere. Like, yeah, it's like bull. It's from Paris, so like yes, it is French. Bull Boulevardier. Uh, would be like, it would be like boul- how do you spell how do you say boulevard in french i think it's this boulevard boulevardier yeah so that <laughs> so typically uh this is supposed to have bourbon campari and sweet vermouth so it's kind of it's pretty um negroni-esque and i have adapted it slightly one because i thought i had sweet vermouth and i didn't but then i was like oh you know what i've learned over the course of the season is that you can sub Lilit Blanc for sweet vermouth if oh, you yeah. do a couple of things because it's not as sweet. Okay. And I put the Lilit Blanc in because famously in our first episode, I forgot the Lilit Blanc. Famously. So it's coming back. Full, Full circle. circle. <laughs> so I did that and you're supposed to add a little bit of orange bitters, I guess, is what the internet told me to like sweeten it up, but that didn't make any sense. So I put in a little bit of sugar, which fun fact, I almost use salt because I don't understand how your kitchen is laid out. Oops. Luckily, I'm smart enough to 
tested. Also, I think I saw pepper like nearby, so I was like, I'm pretty sure this is good. salt, but I'm going to try. Good context clues. And then I found some sugar and I threw that All in. by the flower. Just a little bit. And uh, fun fact, Claire didn't have any ice. Nope. So I was like, okay, well, I could either have this drink that I think is going to be really unappealing, lukewarm, or I could improvise. Uh-oh. And so what I did was I brought the shaker out into the snow. Yes. <laughs> and I rolled it around. Until it was cold, which is like you've been sitting here for you a could while. Have, you could have just like, I wonder what it would have been like if you, I saw on TikTok people making wine slushies with snow. Because I kind of wanted to do that, but like it's not super fresh snow, so I no. didn't want to like use a lot of it. Like I'm sure some of it got in there, which will give it a fun Minnesota taste and texture. Love it. Um, <laughs> but I was, I was also sure. like, it's fine because we shouldn't really use ice anyway, so I didn't want to put ice in the cocktail, but it would have been nice to like shake it up a little it you probably have it with ice when you drink it in real life anyway this is a uh boulevardier or a belvedere or well, it's not belvedere that's, that's a boulevardere oh i I, th- I like it i think oh, oh, oh. There's, mm, there are waves Ooh. of flavor the campari really hits you yeah I, um, the whiskey is not strong at all no like i could okay now it's just kidding it hit me <laughs> No, I was gonna say, wait for it. <laughs> it was a really wow. Wait, it's it's a complex. This is so much more complex than I thought. I mean, like obviously, it's got like a lot of really strong things in there it. There was like three waves of flavor. I'm not familiar. My palate is not familiar enough with Lilith to taste it. I can smell it, but the, yeah, but the Campari is real, a real hitter. Oh, this is wild. It, okay, the Lilith's on the top nose, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then the. The Campari's mm-hmm. in the middle, and then the it ends in the okay. whiskey. I like it. I, like I guess. It. Yeah. This is something that I would get. It's a pondersome drink. All right. So let's pop in. So let me uh, go back to find the reviews themselves. So this first one came to us um, quite a while ago, way before the season started. It is in a review, I believe, from Israel. And this person is, uh, hello, I'm awkward. Love and- that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Did they say that or is that their username? That's their username. Oh, okay. <laughs> No, that wasn't I the thought greeting. they were like, hello, I'm awkward. And no, I'm they like, say, oh. hey, yeah. They're like, yeah, you are. I just wanted to let you know before I continue. That's the that's the real baseline of what the rest of them are going to be like, is. okay, cool, continue. No, she, um, I believe it is a she, had a very specific request, which I think either of us could have tackled, mm-hmm. but I decided to tackle it because it was fresher in my memory. I'll just read the whole review. <laughs> yeah, just read the whole review. It's not from America. I love this podcast so much. Five stars. Hey, yeah. I've been putting off writing a review because I wasn't sure what type of fan fiction I wanted to ask for. However, I just watched Jane the Virgin, Virgin Season 5, Episode 6, and now I know exactly what I want. Please write something about Jane and Petra getting together. If you need inspiration, go to 27 minutes, 37 seconds to 30 minutes, 59 seconds. <laughs> I was like, oh, I actually know exactly what this is. <laughs> The, the two characters almost kiss, which, uh, do you want context? <laughs> yes. <laughs> for why? <laughs> okay, so Jane the Virgin went for six seasons, so this is like far into the uh, plot. But basically, Petra and Jane are, um, they share kids through the same dad, so they are thrown together by circumstance. Um, they're very opposite, so there's like a conflict, but it has the enemies to friends sort of track in the show and many people have decided that needs to be an enemies to lovers because of Of course course. i know the writers knew about this because of this moment right here and what happens is petra has a girlfriend whose name is also jane oh yeah i remember that (laughs) which i spoiled for myself on accidentally on accident because i went to go find jane petra fan fiction and because the girlfriend canonically's name is also jane that came up and i was like i'm sorry who's this other jane 
Patrick gets together with her? What? So I kind of spoiled the show for myself. Yep, yep, oops. <laughs> Which is fine. We've all done it. While. And so Petra and her girlfriend, who is called JR to avoid confusion, go to a lesbian bar. And Petra is very uptight around JR's friends. Uh, Jane ends up having to be there for plot reasons. And Petra's like, uh, like show me how to like be cool <laughs> around these lesbians. Yes, <laughs> and so what ends up happening is there's like a dance contest, and so Jane and Petra go up on stage to like try and win the dance contest in front of this group of lesbians and Jr. her girlfriend. And in the real show, there's a moment where I'll get into it in the fic, but they uh like lock eyes or something happens, and the bar because they're all lesbians start chanting kiss, 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 kiss. <laughs> And they don't because it's a straight person show. It's not. There's actually a lot of lesbians on it, but <laughs> they didn't kiss. So I fixed it. Good. A fix it fix. It's a fix it fix. We wrote together on a live for a little bit, and this is the one I was writing. And one of the challenges that you gave me was to put the phrase all eyes on me in it <laughs> because of Bo Burnham. Yes. And I don't think I did, but I, so I just named it all eyes on me <laughs> to avoid yes. having to do more work. So this is all eyes on me for, hey, I'm awkward. <laughs> this goes out to you, awkward. Less arms, more butt. Shake your ass. Jane redirected as Petra attempted to wiggle and worm her body in any sort of appealing way. Has this woman never once stepped foot on a dance floor? Jane asked herself. As Petra adopted a face of discouragement, unsure of how to move in a way that would impress the group of lesbians watching her skeptically from afar. Petra knew that this night was going nowhere fast, but even in her current state, she was glad Jane had stepped in in an attempt to help her recover. This isn't helping, Petra exclaimed, exasperated with her lack of progress. Grind up on me, Jane suggested suddenly. I don't know how to do that, Petra stammered as Jane took charge and turned Petra's back to her. Petra continued her bafflement, a bit taken aback by both the way Jane took charge and the feeling of her hips pressed up against her. Spell your name, Jane commanded, earning it another quirked brow from Petra. Lena taught me at the eighth grade formal, Jane yelled in response. In cursive, she hinted, <laughs> feeling Petra's jerky movements. <laughs> It's really funny. <laughs> she just starts like going like angle, er, 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 angle, side angle. to side, like making like a square. In cursive, she hinted, feeling Petra's jerky movements. Jane smiled, caught off guard by the smooth grind of Petra moving against her. Emboldened, Jane gave Petra a playful smack on the ass. Roll that R. <laughs> Jane body rolled against Petra. The two laughed. Roll Do that you... R. <laughs> like, in writing. <laughs> With your body. <laughs> well, because she's writing her name. No, I know, I know. I just like, it just like makes me laugh because I love that. I really, I love that. It doesn't make it, it like makes sense only because she's doing it with her physical body. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, good. Not my line. That was in the show. Jane body rolled against Petra. The two laughed, teasing each other about their dancing. A waitress walked by with a bottle of champagne, giving Jane a naughty idea. She snatched the bottle. That's $300, the waitress chided. It's okay. She's rich. Jane exclaimed. <laughs> Shaking the bottle while popping the cork based on what's going to happen. Not what I would do with the 300 bottle. No. <laughs> like I would just save it. No, you got to. What was it? You got to. Emily. Give me the Andre. Andre. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you got <laughs> to do the, the Emily. You, you need the Emily in Paris champagne. That's like the champagne, which is this disgusting champagne that's only for like splashing up people. Yeah. <laughs> spraying up people. <laughs> that's what it's for. <laughs> yes. That's for the wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> yes. It's okay, she's rich, she exclaimed, shaking the bottle before popping the cork and holding her thumb taut against the opening. She began to spray Petra, white tank top and all, with the champagne, causing screams to erupt from the dancer stationed behind her. Petra winced at the cold liquid slowly sinking its way down between her breasts, then shrieked hysterically towards Jane, whose finger was still pressed against the spout of the champagne bottle. 
Despite knowing that JR, Petra's girlfriend, was just off the edge of the stage watching them, Petra couldn't help but pull Jane in for a hug that felt much more than friendly. The slight buzz Petra had going didn't hurt either. Jane fell into a sticky hug, dropped the mostly empty bottle to the floor. The crowd of lesbians were clearly noticing the pair. As they hugged, the two lifted their eyes. They momentarily found each other's gazes. The tone of their night shifted radically in that fraction of a second. The bar noticed too. Kiss! 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 kiss. <laughs> the bar chanted at them. Petra was only half aware of her surrounding, all eyes on her, including JR. Jane raised her eyebrows playfully. Was she thinking what Petra was thinking? Petra looked down towards her lips and smiled back at her. For the briefest of seconds, Petra saw a hint of surprise pass over Jane's face before she closed her eyes and found Jane's lips. Distant sounds of the cheering bar were muffled in Petra's ear as she was suddenly drowning in the feel of Jane's mouth. Petra felt the other girl's mouth nudge open just the slightest and seizing the moment slipped her tongue in. Oh. The lesbians at the table watching them let out a holler, an audible, ow, ow, <laughs> causing Petra to extricate herself from Jane and giggle as she finally took in the crowd. Surely the fluttering in her stomach was from stage fright or leftover anxiety from meeting JR's friends, right? At least there was no chance JR's friends would think she was stuck up now. <laughs> the end. <laughs> Aw, that was that was fun. I shouldn't move away from the mic as I'm trying to grab the computer. <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> no, that was, that was Passing cute. out. <laughs> yeah, like, ah. I was like, oh, I really got to describe some mouth action <laughs> this day. It's the only thing I actually contributed. I love it, though. Uh, it was fun to write. It was very cute. It was a good exercise. It's a good exercise in writing to just, like, describe what you're visually seeing. That was a good um, you know, show, not tell. Yes. Um, but also, I, I, do I do love Jane and Petra. Yes. I would have, um, I would have been intrigued with that as a storyline. It is uh, definitely a ship I have explored for the Patreon. No, I liked that. That was fun. Thank you, Awkward, for mm. suggesting that. Yes, thank you, Awkward. Uh, so now I have mine, and this one is from an Instagram DM. Nice. So I don't know if you want to read that, Ooh, or yeah, I, I can, can just like, I can pull up like. Okay. Oh, they're a Patreon member. Exciting. Okay. So this is from Jessica. Is awesome. Uh, I've had to think about what fan fiction I would like to be written. Paul Lahote from the Twilight Wolfpack smut, or <laughs> which we can't do. I, I actually kind of want to do it for the Patreon. So like, give me some time and, Are we, and I'll get there. If you want to write smut for the Patreon, you can. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I can do that. That's really funny. <laughs> I can do that so long as we don't like wholly roast my smut. We just like. Oh, I won't. Roast, I won't. I mean, I don't think I would roast your smut. You're I allowed to. You're I haven't read your smut in a while. No, <laughs> you're allowed to like tease me if I like. I was listening to some Patreon episodes today yeah. and like, and I, and I accept if you're like, Claire, a pearl, come on. You've used the same language. So that's fine. Times. I just don't like, you know, I'll, I accept, I'll take it. I, I trust you. I feel safe. I'll be fine. Yeah. So if, you I, if you request smut, uh, be a member of the Patreon, which Jessica is. So maybe you'll get your, maybe you'll get two wishes, Jessica. Okay. Either smut or... Fanfic where Jasper Hale is in history class talking about the Civil War history report. He slowly goes off the rails. <laughs> Take your pick. Make it as crazy as possible. Love your show. And I just finished the Fifty Shades of Denim episode. Jolid of a jime. Solid time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those jokes never get old. I want you to know. The, so, um, so, yeah. What, so, what I, I, this fic I have called... Uh, <laughs> this the name is fine but like whatever i wrote uh names I, are my like the last thing i worry yeah, about it's I, I wrote jasper writes a report and i want you to know i wrote this on my business trip in the airport sitting next to my co-worker so i was just, <laughs> so I was just like tip a tapping on my phone and and, like, what are you doing Claire? you're I, on your phone too <laughs> yeah 
I was just like, I got some time. Let's see what happens. And then I like, and I was doing some research to be like, what Civil War era was Jasper Mm. in? Like, where, and um, from this, this was born. And I'm, it's a little, it's a hair long. Do I have to know any Civil War history to know? No, because I will, I, it will come up if (laughs) it's important. Oh, perfect. Okay. Here is, um, Jasper writes a report. Well, uh-huh. I haven't read it since that fateful day in the airport, so let's see what we let's see what we find. Uh, that's good. Mrs. Robbins, Jasper's fourth period American history teacher, skimmed her finger down the paper roster uh, down the paper roster on her clipboard. Jasper Cullen, you're up next. Yes, ma'am. Did you put your PowerPoint in our class Dropbox? No, ma'am. He said, Dropbox. Oh no. I had to like. <laughs> I'm sorry, I already forgot that I did this. It's that, (laughs) so here, it's Dropbox implants spyware onto our personal computers, Jasper thought to himself. But out loud, he said, I have it on USB. It's that I had to like... Is he a conspiracy theorist? Maybe. Which, I mean, no, he doesn't read minds. He reads... Emotions. Yeah, so no, I was going to say, because that would make sense for Uh, somebody. Yeah, I was mostly just thinking it was... Maybe Alice. Yeah, maybe Alice. It's that mostly I was just thinking it was funny that like... If you're like a really old vampire, you would have like weird opinions about things. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he handed the plastic, uh, the small bit of plastic over to Mrs. Robbins. Still not entirely sure why his teacher preferred this over the printed version. He had tried to convince Alice would would have more impact. A PowerPoint. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> he's old. So, so how would he show it with like a like a like a flip art? Like, yeah. Oh, I had to do that once because okay, this is a dumb story. <laughs> It was as tough as it sounds. So I was preparing for uh, it was basically like my grad school audition. Mm-hmm. And to do that, I had to uh, plan like a five minute lesson. And the easiest way to plan a lesson is with a PowerPoint. And then I found out you couldn't have a computer. So I was like, OK, well, I've already made this PowerPoint. So I'm just going to print it off mm-hmm. and put it on one of those giant post-it yep. things. Yep. Worked out great. The projector flicked to life to one side of Jasper, the title page of his presentation. The Battle of Galveston. Mm, mm -hmm. Jasper took a deep breath. Public speaking came naturally to him. He had become one of the youngest majors in the army. A presentation on one of his military successes would be like sipping sweet tea on a summer day. Easily done, PowerPoint or otherwise. I thought the best way to give my presentation would would be in first person point of view. Jasper explained, <laughs> clicking. Really make it seem like I was there. Right. That's what I would do as a vampire who's forced to do high school again. 100%. Jasper explained, clicking to his first slide. A girl in the third row was starting to have some lustful feelings. He wasn't sure if it was directed towards him or the jock with the floppy hair in the fr- in the first row. I wonder. Probably the jock, but distracting nonetheless. He projected some cold shower thoughts her way. <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I didn't even think because he can that. control other people's emotions. Oh, so why oh not? Oh my god, yeah. So this was if I were Jasper, Everyone I would just, just be stop like being horny. Yeah, I'd be just damn. like people fucking shit I'm up. Busy. <sighs> doing i'm doing something important um, come on guys focus on. <laughs> try to teach you about my history now oh. mike garrison was positioned over this hill jasper said pointing to a large map on the screen what's it a was, garrison uh like your group. group of guys your troop okay. your, your you gang know, of you, yeah, soldiers your girl squad your squad you know, your squad it was our job to hold the port for the confederacy and thus keep the supply chains open from there Jasper waxed poetic about the storehouse of the Confederacy, the nickname of the Galveston port, how he and his men cheered as they saw the Confederate ship CS Bayou City capture the USS Harriet Lane, how it energized his bend as they fought the battle on land. Perhaps he had waxed 
too far because Mrs. Robinson cut him off. Jasper, perhaps this Confederate point of view have, you have chosen is too colorful? Perhaps you, perhaps you can stick to the facts. These are the facts, ma'am, Jasper said, breaking off his story, uh, breaking off his story of the smell of cannon fire mingling with the blood of his enemies. Honestly, like this sounds so much more engaging than someone just being like Galveston happened in 1848 on this hill and they lost because like like how history reports are. This sounds way more fun. No, right. (laughs) And I was thinking and I was like thinking of like. You know, back when I did like AP US history, you'll see what (laughs) I'm trying to do in a second. Because, yeah, it's like, because, like, of course, this would be way more interesting, but like, that's not what she's trying to get him to do. (laughs) Don't just like make up how the smells work. Yeah, right. The blood. His spine was rigid with tension at the memory. How shortly after the battle's conclusion, he saw her, Marie, her eyes as red as the blood that pooled at her feet. That's the vampire changed him. Oh. Your prompt was to pick a battle of the Civil War and demonstrate its impact on the battle for states' rights, Mrs. Robinson explained. Is that coming up on a future slide? Ma'am, the Civil War wasn't about states' rights, Jasper's brow furrowed. It was about standing up for something bigger than yourself, about how no man... It's all worse. (laughs) It's all worse. (laughs) He was 18, so sure. Yeah, right. About how no man that hasn't walked in your boots can come in and tell you how to live. Jasper, that sounds like states' rights. <laughs> and so I was thinking about the whole like if Why you're like year old? if you're like an illiterate soldier, like oh, no one's gonna 100%. be like states' rights. You're well, gonna be obviously. like obviously, yeah. It's <laughs> uh, not what they would have called it at the time. No, probably. right, Jasper. That sounds like states' rights. <laughs> Jasper could feel the teacher's exasperation like a slam in his face, and it fueled his own frustration. Yes, ma'am, that is fundamentally the right of states, but these men were illiterate. They didn't understand such highfalutin speech. Now, personal pride, however... Highfalutin. And how does personal pride play into the enslavements of others, I wonder? Because personally, you want to keep your money. (laughs) Mrs. Robbins asked coolly, (laughs) and Jasper could feel her suspicion of him grow. No, 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 she was not getting... She was getting it all wrong. (laughs) Ma'am, it wasn't about slavery in Texas, Jasper insisted, his skin itchy as he's felt his classmates shift from bored resignation to a mix of curiosity and secondhand embarrassment. It was about supporting our fellow countrymen. And the enslaved peoples were not their countrymen, Mrs. Robbins pressed. Not how I saw it at the time! And her disapproval was like a white hot clamp around Jasper's chest. You're not understanding what these men fought for! Jasper's voice shook with the anger he was trying to suppress. His eyes jutted around the classroom at all his wide-eyed classmates starting to recoil from him he threw out his power to them trying to will them to see his point of view to see that he had been doing the right thing when he had lit the fuse on the cannon i'm not a bad person i'm not it was different at the time (laughs) but he wasn't in control of himself at the moment and 20 (laughs) pairs of eyes reflected back all the shame he felt when he had learned the truth of the just war he had joined as a 17 year old how it had taken years in the vampire wars feeling the last agonizing moments of those unfortunate enough to find themselves ripped apart by his own two hands for him to untangle his feelings of grief and guilt from all the atrocities he had witnessed and committed. (laughs) Jasper? (laughs) Jasper blinked as Alice's soft, cool hand wrapped around his arm. Her touch spread like a balm up his arm into his body, steadying him as he looked into her amber eyes. I hate to erupt interrupt such an immersive presentation, Alice said with a sparkling Mm -hmm. smile directed at Mrs. Robbins, but the vice principal needs to see Jasper immediately. 
I hope it's nothing serious. Mrs. Robin still looked ashen from the hurricane of feelings. This feels suspicious. <laughs> Your weird sister girlfriend's just like telling you you have to go see the principal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't worry about it. Yeah, Mrs. Robin still looked ashen from the hurricane of feeling that Jasper had projected into the room. <laughs> nothing so serious that Jasper can't finish his presentation first. Wait, she- does he? automatically put his feelings on other people if he loses control because that would be funny like everyone's just mad and frustrated now i made that choice because that's how (laughs) i see how power uncontrolled powers would work i like it nothing so serious that jasper can't finish his presentation first she turned her sparkling smile to jasper unless of course you're done jasper didn't need to read minds like alice to uh Jasper didn't need to read minds like Edward to know what she was getting at. He could feel her intensity like a cool breeze tickling his face. No, I think that concludes my presentation, (laughs) Jasper said, channeling the cool feeling of Alice's presence into a wave of calm over his classmates and teacher. I'm very impressed with the passion you brought to your presentation, Mrs. Robbins beamed. I'm not sure I've seen such a stirring performance. Perhaps after your conversation with the vice principal, you can turn in a short essay explaining your point later this week. Thank you, ma'am, Jasper said, following Alice as she tugged him out of the classroom. How did you know I needed help? Jasper asked Alice after they reached the edge of the forest. Uh, They've, like, left. Left. Uh, (laughs) I had a vision of Mrs. Robin's body in a pool of blood surrounded by screaming high schoolers, (laughs) Alice said flatly before beaming at Jasper. But you had it under control by the time I got there. Jasper looked down shamefully at his feet, knowing that in the corner of his brain he had identified the window he would have escaped through with his history (laughs) teacher's head. But that future is gone now, and we're going to get an and you're going to get an A on your presentation. She intertwined her fingers into Jasper's. With my help, of course. Of course, (laughs) Jasper said. What would I do without you? Oh, that's funny. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. Jasper giving a civil war. I've already had to reconcile this and it took 75 years. I can't condense that into two sentences to make you happy. I was like reading all this stuff on the wiki about how like (laughs) Jasper had like gone lightly crazy because like when he was in the vampire wars, he can feel like the last feeling that the person he's killing has. Uh And so he was like very slowly like, I'm a monster. And uh, Stephanie Meyer wasn't a coward, she would write that book. Right. <laughs> that would be really hard to write. So I right. get it, but um, oh my god. Yeah, I don't know. You set it up. You set up these dominoes. Yeah, it was like We gotta knock him down. Come on. Yeah, and so he just was like a crazed, sad, depressed vampire running around <laughs> until he met Alice, who's like, You're not a monster. And I was like, damn, this is some deep shit that is not covered in Twilight. Nope. <laughs> All right, so for my my second and final fic. I can't remember if you know the story behind this review. No. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> it's rather long and it was definitely not written by anyone we know. Wait. And it was definitely not written by Andrew Josie. Wait, I do know that part. <laughs> I do remember that. Now. It wasn't. It was not. <laughs> it was not that. So here's the review. Tags include witty banter, only one mic, fluff, angst, incredible. Only one mic. <laughs> we got two now. <laughs> Like, fluff, angst, incredible puns, childhood friends, eventual smut. (laughs) No. Childhood friends to smut. Uh, Yes. Uh, Sometimes you listen to one podcast more than anyone else alive, and seriously, I'm pretty sure I do. (laughs) And that one day, you realize it makes zero sense that you've never written a review for it. Madness. Absolute madness. Anyway, this podcast is excellent, and I'm constantly laughing, even when I know half the jokes, because again, I listen to the episodes more than anyone else. (laughs) Wink nudge. 
Correct. I also know for a fact how hard they make or how they work to make it happen and improve each season. As someone who is an idiot about most popular TV shows and movies, I can confirm that you don't need to be a diehard fan to enjoy the fix. All the fix are fun and their banter makes them even more entertaining. I'm also a sucker for pairing alcoholic drinks with anything and finding out what odd fic inspired pairing they've cooked up is one of my favorite parts. So even if you don't read fic on the reg, this podcast will make you appreciate the finer and sometimes less fine aspects of the fanfic community. I rate it 5,000 kudos out of 10 fic prompt. The setting is a diner, and it's a stormy night, and all your favorite villains are congregating for a special late night meeting. You can decide why. You can also pick the villains, but the fic needs to include Prince Charming from Shrek and Jafar from Aladdin. Obviously, the author should be Grace. (laughs) Hunter, why? Because she knew the Leo and me would hate it. That's why. That's fair. So I let that idea simmer in my brain. And this is what I came up with. Love it. (laughs) So I think as we go, it'll become clear what's going on. But we're just going to dive in. Interrupt as needed. Rushing through the door, roughly five minutes late, as always, I try to avoid the gaze of the patrons. I'm still disheveled from my ride over. I clock into my graveyard, graveyard shift first to spare as little time as possible. Auntie M's diner has been slowly shifting towards more mm, nefarious clientele over the last year or so. To keep up with the trend, my classic 50s-style waitress dress has been revamped. The new one, in a similar style, but in black, and sporting a skull and crossbones on the tie-around apron across the chest. Yes. I repin the bun in my hair in a shabby mirror next to the time clock and whip some smeared eyeliner that had escaped from its cat-eye sharpness. Doing all this gives me a moment to catch my breath and scope out who I had missed upon my entrance. It was a bit of a hen party tonight. I spotted Yzma right away due to her large purple feathered collar. (laughs) She was chatting amicably with Mother Gothel, who looked between refreshments of whatever magic was keeping her young these days. I wonder if she hangs out with Yzma just to make herself feel better. (laughs) Yzma's just barely holding it together. (laughs) Mother Gothel, who is like magically keeping herself beautiful next to Yzma, who... (laughs) Right, so I had to I had to decide where where in the timelines we were, and I was like, well, okay, this is probably after everyone's stories have happened. Yes, so okay, I dig, I dig. She she's probably found something <laughs> to keep herself looking young. Right. Who knows what though? I wonder if she hangs around Isma just to feel better about herself. Kronk must have the night off. He'd be up at the counter by now, swapping recipe tips with M. It looked like Maleficent had joined that crew for the night, which I pondered as I rounded the corner into the main room. She was usually off with Cruella or Lady Tremaine. Oh, whoops, that's Jafar. I cringe internally and try not to emote. <laughs> Glad I didn't make that mistake after I reached the table. Sid, I hear from behind the counter. I'm surely aware that I've been dawdling. Table three still needs water into order. On it, I reply, fetching a notepad and pen from the countertop. M throws me a look over her shoulder as I put the pen in my hair and tuck the notepad in my apron. I'll have a coffee up for you once you get back, she winks. I need it. Bless you, M. I thank her and grab some water. Cruella and Ursula are, sit- are smiling at table three, waiting for me. A coffee for me as well, dear. Jafar in- intercepts as I pass. Can do, Jay. I take a Jay. mental note and he thinks me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Can do, Jay. I take a mental note and he thanks me with a squint of the eye, still fingering his goatee as Iago squawks from his shoulder. Welcome, ladies. I'll be your server tonight. I greet the pair. Ursula gives me a small wave with one of her tentacles and lets Corella order first. Sydney, darling, I've never gotten the Monte Cristo. Is it wretched or should I give it a try? Corella asks without breaking her disdainful glance from the menu. How about I give you a half order so to start so you can... 
My sentence broke as I saw a large white horse gallop past the window carrying an unknown rider. Uh-oh. Someone's in the mood for the dramatic, Cruella stated, finally looking up from her menu to follow the stranger's path outside the diner and take an elegant drag from her long cigarette holder. Who'd be coming here on horseback? Ursula wonders out loud, her thin eyebrow arched in confusion. Did, Cap- <laughs> Did Captain Hook come landside and steal one again? <laughs> Ursula and Corella cackled in laughter at something I clearly needed to ask about later, when suddenly the door to the diner burst open. In the door was a broad-shouldered blonde man who was completely unfamiliar looking to me. The hush that fell over the diner told me I, it wasn't just me that didn't recognize him. Who are you? Jafar broke the silence. It's me, the man states. Prince Charming. <laughs> of course. No, you aren't. This is Lady Tremaine from the back, causing everyone to look from her to the man oh, wait, to each other. In confusion. Because she has Prince Charming in her story. Uh (laughs) You've got on so fast. Wow. Good job. No, you aren't, says Lady Tremaine. But of course I am, the man asserts, striking what I have to assume is meant to be a dashing pose. Everyone turns back to Lady Tremaine for confirmation. No, you are not. Prince Charming isn't blonde. And I've never seen him on a white horse. Lady Tremaine rises and slowly walks the length from her booth in the back to the entrance of the diner. So, you've decided to come into a room full of our people, she gestures tactfully to her fellows. Claiming to be a prince, she stops a foot away from the man. Why would someone do such a thing? She challenges him, her sharp chin jutting forward. The man is clearly flummoxed. His confidence drains out of his face as he tries to stare down Tremaine. But I, but I am Prince Charming, he whines. Then why aren't you off gallivanting around with that Cinderella? Cruella asks from her spot. Cinder, Cinder what now? The man asks. I'm between Cruella and Tremaine, unsure of who to be more worried about. Not Tremaine is thrown. Who are you? She backs away slightly enough that the rest of the crowd can see. I'm one of you, the man, Prince Charming, declares. A soft gasp or two rounds the sets of tables. Explain, demands Jafar, echoed by Ursula, along with some scattered harumphs of agreement. I was meant to have my own happily ever after, Charming begins. I am the prince of far, far away. That's the name of a kingdom? The Queen of Hearts scoffs under her breath at the table to my right. My princess Fiona was taken from me. I was meant to rescue her, but it got there first. That, that ogre. An ogre? He's shrieked from the front table. Ha! She nudges a pointy elbow in Mother Gothel, laughing. Shrek, charming hisses in rage. Because of him, I had to conspire with the king to try and trick Fiona into marrying me. The king is evil where you're from? Usually they're just bumbling idiots or pretty faces that rarely speak, Mother Gothel amuses. DreamWorks doesn't mess around. DreamWorks has different vibe. (laughs) Conspiracy for the throne, Lady Tremaine deduced. That certainly does sound like a tale. She continues to eye Charming up and down suspiciously, but her demeanor has changed in his favor. She turns to face her collective. Should we let him stay tonight? She addresses the diner. A mixed response of decided yeses, grumbled shurs, and noncommittal sounds of eh <laughs> sound from around the room. Charming looking triumphant in response. Thank you, brothers and sisters in villainy. Charming in projects villainy. as if the diner were a theater. I am learning to embrace who I truly am. You won't regret this. Krilla visibly rolls her eyes as Charming makes a great show of walking towards the counter to sit on a spinning stool. He shakes out his long blonde hair and picks up a menu. After a moment of stillness, I turn back to my table and try to move along in my work after the bizarre interruption. As I continue taking Corolla's order, I see Jafar stand up. He waltzes his way over to Charming and sits down in the stool next to him. Jafar sat back to the counter as Charming turns to acknowledge him. What kind of hair products do you use? Jafar says, holding out his hand in introduction. (laughs) The end. 
just Pantene commercial. Yeah, exactly. I was like, how how can I visually, how can I describe the shush and the slow motion of this man? Yes. So for, for literally no reason at all, I decided this was a Disney villain diner only and that he somehow has come in from like another dimension. Yes. The DreamWorks dimension to be like, I am villain. I am villain. I am Disney villain now. Whoosh, whoosh. Whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> All right, I'm super. I know what the context is of your of our final fic today, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm also excited. Okay, so this uh, review is called "Charming and Addictive." Hands down, the best fan fiction podcast I've heard. Grace and Claire have a great conversational chemistry and are so hilarious. I've binged through all the episodes in a matter of weeks, and I just subbed to the Patreon because I enjoy it so much. Woo! Are you guys still doing? Are you guys still doing five star, five hundred word fix? Yes. If so, I want Claire to really indulge and write a one D self insert with her in it. So, dear non love, thank you. <laughs> Because this is an excuse to be me as a 12-year-old again. And so I thought to myself, <laughs> what would be a super indulgent fic One, for are me? you an adult in this fic? Of course I am. Okay. <laughs> Number one, One Direction. Because my brain would go to like, like a, a high school dance kind of a place. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a strong, confident businesswoman in this fic. Because- ah. Because why not? This is this is my world, and y'all are living in it now. I get to pick. I get to pick. Oh my God. And so I thought, what well, would be very very indulgent? And um, a non love also emailed us uh, mm. this uh, this review and said that she wanted just like to pick any of the boys. And I decided yourself with. to really indulge. And something I had never written before was to create a One Direction reverse harem. So all five of them are in it. (laughs) Because I get to decide this is my indulgent life. Would you choose all of them? I feel like you weren't into all of them equally, but I guess obviously a harem doesn't have to be equal footing. No. And as you'll see, they all make an appearance, but... I mean, on the one hand, if I like really indulged, this would be like 20,000 words. Oh, yes, and, obviously. Um, this That's is... how my Disney one was. I was yeah, like, right. well, I can only really jump into the idea of this right. concept. So whatever. Some of these characters surprised me because I did not <laughs> expect how much I would spend time on them. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I, I have it. named this <laughs> You and Me Got a Whole Lot of History Oh, oh. <laughs> from the One Direction song history but oh was what got me yeah it's that i there were so many lyrics i wanted to pick and then as i was telling you before we started recording like some of my favorite lyrics would then make this sound very sad yeah and this is not a sad story a a sad reverse harem that's not that's not indulgent that's not not indulging in our sadness right we're indulging in happiness obviously let's just dive in go for it Oh, and I wrote this in second person so that I could post mm. this to AO3, but everyone knows it's this is me. Kind of an aerator, but you're an X-reader, but, but you are an, you are literally reading it. But I am a reader. <laughs> so it is Claire. Do I have any messages? You asked your assistant as you dropped down into your office chair. Just one from Mr. Styles asking what time you'll be home at, your assistant said, handing you the small piece of paper. You spun around in your office chair, looking out over the lake from your corner office. <laughs> it's just also indulgent because like I have a good job. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I just was like, what? Indulgent and always. Not a single lick of non-indulgence. <laughs> there is not a diet in here. It's all, all indulgent. All indulgent. 
We're full for a rocher. <laughs> We're, this is just a tray of rocher, if you will. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, you spun around in your office chair, looking out over the lake from your corner office. You made a mental note to pencil in more one-on-one -on -one time with Harry before his next tour. <laughs> Perhaps you could change your Manny Petty appointment to include him. Aww. Call him and remind him that it's Liam's afternoon, you said as you shrugged <laughs> out of your blazer, and I should be home before six. Of course, your, assist your assistant said with a slight nod. I have a note in my calendar that reads... Remind Liam that it is leg day and he can't skip that again, which is a joke my friend and I had at college about Liam, Liam. skipping leg day. Yeah, he had chicken legs. Uh, they all not. Liam. They all isn't all men. Yes, it was. Just, yeah, this, again, some of this is just jokes I had with myself. <laughs> you smirked to yourself, remembering the teasing you had inflicted on Liam the previous week when he insisted it was shoulder day and not legs. Liam hated training his legs, which only made it worse uh, to his ego that you could out-squat him. <laughs> Some things never changed. Gotta show your dominance. <laughs> because of course I can out-squat a man, because this is an indulgent. Of course I can out-squat any man. <laughs> because I can do anything. I am the main character. I am here indulging. I'll be leaving for the day, you said, folding your blazer over your arm as you grabbed your purse. Could you double-check the boys' schedules for next week? I'll review the conflicts over the weekend. Of course, I'll see what I can sort out for you before I leave. You are a saint, you said as you shrugged out of your stylish pumps in favor of some joggers. Just make sure you don't stay too late. It is a Friday after all, because I'm an, a lovely boss. <laughs> Who's also mostly just in charge of, like, organizing your harem. No, right? Has no, has had no business-based Who knows what I do for yet. work, but... <laughs> this is your full-time job, is just organizing these men. <laughs> And somehow you're making money. Could you imagine if you were an assistant to someone and like your whole job was like, just make sure this poly relationship make works sure I out. Make sure have an even amount of time. Just you do that. Send them little quips, you know, yeah, the normal stuff. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of stuff. You hurried down to the lobby of the building, knowing that your assistant would have pinged your driver before you hit the elevator. You ran a mental checklist of your tasks for the evening. Leg day with Liam, dinner with Zane, and... The sound of a car engine revving broke off your list. Jolted back into the present moment, you looked up to see the mischievous eyes of Louis Tomlinson peering over the top of his designer Wait, sunglasses. it's not your day. What are you doing? <laughs> the glittering blue convertible he was sitting in was also a surprise. What? Louis, what are you doing here? You asked incredulously. Not happy to see time. me, love. <laughs> Louis's mouth curled into That's a lob. Lobsided smirk. Trying to give me the fifth degree before I've even had a kiss. Of course, I'm happy to see you, said, rolling your eyes as you approached the car. I'm just surprised. Good. I wanted it to be a surprise, Louis said, leaning over to unlock the door. I was in, I was surprised that this whole scene then happened. <laughs> it's like the characters just Came went off life. without me. Right? You slid into the cool leather passenger seat and grabbed Louis by the collar of his shirt. You know how I love surprises. Your voice was low and husky as you pulled him in for a kiss. <laughs> the slight stubble of his facial hair tickled your skin as Louis's lips molded to yours. You had to pull away before you embarrassed yourself with how much you wanted Louis. You and him both had places you needed to be. Aren't you supposed to be picking up Freddy this that's his son. Yeah. Uh, Freddy this weekend. You teased as you buckled yourself into the sports car. Yes, but I figured I could sneak in a little extra time with you before I headed out, Louis winked. You had plenty of time this morning, you said, <laughs> blushing at the memory of what had transpired in the shower. <laughs> you got these boys, like, on lock. <laughs> Can't blame a lad for trying, Louis grinned as he shifted the car into gear. Where can I take you? 
The gym, please. You said checking your makeup in the car mirror. It's a leg day with Liam this afternoon. Can't skip that, Louis chuckles. <laughs> Do you remember when he had chicken legs just before he released his first album? We try not to remind him of that, he scolded, but you didn't really have your heart in it. It had been funny. The rest of the drive passed pleasantly. The sun was warm on your face as the mountains and trees whizzed by, your hand resting innocently on Louis' thigh as he drove. It was nice to be able to just relax into the moment. Louis' car purred to a halt just outside the small outbuilding of your mountain of your mountain compound, the gym. <laughs> you unclipped your buckle and checked your watch. Wait, you have a gym in your compound? Yes, of course. Well, that's nice. This is indulgent. <laughs> We're indulging. I have the Sims mother-loaded myself yes. a thousand times. I'm just With cheat coding. With men and money. Yes, I'm just cheat coding left and right. Oh, my God. Uh, why have one when five can... When I could have all of them. When I could have all of them. Let's not limit ourselves That's here. Right. And again, I've never written a reverse harem, so I was intrigued. You unclipped your buckle and checked your watch. Liam would be waiting for you. One last one for the road, Louis said, pinching your chin with his thumb and forefinger to turn your mouth back towards his. Your heart started to melt as Louis leaned in. Your eyes fluttered shut and... He twisted your head just slightly to the left at the last moment and planted the kiss on your, and planted his kiss on your cheek. Aww. Your eyes popped open and you skewered Louis with a look. What? He said innocently. You know what they say. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> Brat. You smirked as you playfully smacked, uh, smacked him on the cheek. I'll see you next week. You jumped out of the car before you could be lured into delaying either of you for a moment longer and jogged towards the gym. Liam would be waiting. Liam had turned up the bass on the speakers, which were currently blasting some hip-hop song he had, he had had on his hyped workout playlist. Liam's back was turned to you, and it was clear he had remembered what split it was that day. He was at the squat rack, and his form was pristine. <laughs> Warm brown eyes suddenly caught your gaze in the mirror, and they crinkled around the edges as the recognition dawned. Your name! Claire! Claire! Liam called, racking the weight. You made it! You know I couldn't miss leg day after giving you so much flack last time, you said, and Liam bounded across the gym to plant a quick peck on your cheek. Sorry, my day ran a little late. You're here now. That's all that matters, Liam said. Where do you want to start? Well, I need to change first, but I was thinking maybe you could spot me on the, on the squat rack? Sexy! You batted your eyes at him flirtatiously. After you're done with your set, of course. You're dead set on making sure I finish the leg set, aren't you? Liam pointed at the blackboard off to the side where he had scrawled his workout for the day. Look, I'm even following the trainer's suggestions. Mm -hmm. I think you missed something, you said, turning his, head with your, uh, turning his head with your hand. Liam's brow furrowed together as he looked over the blackboard again. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure I wrote everything down. Weighted hip thrust? <laughs> For your finisher, you said with a smack on his ass. That are exactly uh, like 156 pounds. Right? <laughs> I'm an ass woman. Are they called hip thrusts? Yeah, yes, it's called weighted hip thrusts. Are they not called glute bridges? Nope. That's wild. Glute bridges are when your shoulders are on the ground. Oh. Weighted hip thrusts are when your shoulders are supported <gasps> on like a bench or something. How much does Lizzo weigh? Good. Yeah, right. <laughs> you just put a wide W for your weight. Your weight. <laughs> Hip thrusts at your, your weight. weight. <laughs> Liam blinked a couple times in rapid succession, his brain slowly putting the pieces together. I'm an ass woman. <laughs> I'm an ass woman. <laughs> did you mean like the exercise or did you mean a little of column A, a little of column B, you said, grinning. Maybe what is most that from? I don't know. Is it something you say? I've picked it up from a TV show, a I think, a, and I don't remember where I got it. It's, I'm like, this is not an independent thought I've had. I definitely stole it from somewhere. I don't know where. Oh, man. Uh, 
<laughs> Maybe mostly column A <laughs> for now. A for S. Oh, a dopey grin spread across Liam's face. We could add that in <laughs> after you're, you've warmed up. Mm-hmm. Sexy. Uh, you're getting laid like four times a day. <laughs> indulge, Grace. Indulge. indulge. <laughs> uh, scene cut. You yawned as you pat the eye cream into your skin, completing your skincare routine. Zane had prepared spaghetti and meatballs for a candlelit dinner, mm. which, of course, Niall had crashed long enough to get himself a helping with a side of garlic bread. <laughs> he just crashed to eat. <laughs> you, had, you had had to shoo Niall out with promises that his weekend with you would be dedicated to foodie pursuits. Mm. You always tried your best to protect your one-on-one time with Zane. He always preferred his solo time over groups. Because you going group dance like The Bachelor? Maybe. <laughs> well, and famously, Zane was the first one to leave One Direction, so... Yeah, he's going to so. leave this harem if he doesn't get his alone time. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's fair. I gotta... <laughs> <sighs> now you were more than ready for bed, kitty cat pajamas and all. You walked into your bedroom, the room illuminated by the soft glow of your Himalayan salt lamp. Mm-hmm. The king bed, uh, the king-sized bed in the middle of the room was already <laughs> occupied. Harry. I knew it. I knew it was going to be Harry last. For night time. At night. At night. <laughs> One direction. At night. So it's only hairy. Indulge. <laughs> he was sprawled across the middle of the bed, long curls carelessly spread over both pillows, looking like a Renaissance painting. Ugh. When he saw you admiring him from the door, he stretched like a cat, arching his back and rolling onto his side. He pat the spot in front of him, enticing you to come be the little spoon. Yes. He wordlessly padded across the carpeted floor and crawled into the space Harry had indicated, snuggling your back into his chest. Harry nuzzled his cheek against your shoulder and then settled with his nose pressed into the base of your skull, breathing in the scent of your hair. His warm breath sent a tingle down your spine and you threaded your fingers between uh, between his as you tucked his arm around you like a blanket. You reached over to flick off the salt lamp as the weight of Harry's arm grew heavier as he as he drifted off to sleep. You listened to the soft sound and feel of Harry's breath against your neck, and with a last sigh of contentment, you let yourself succumb to sleep yourself. Life was good. (laughs) Treat yourself. I could feel, I could feel you not writing as much as you would have wanted to. Like I said, it's going to be a 5,000, 10,000 word. Oh, yeah. Easy. I'm, will I go back and write more? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Maybe someone will request it. Maybe someone will request. The <laughs> Chapter whole two of self-indulgent with all of One Direction. That's it. Thank you. Huh, this will be like your tease for the 20,000. This is the tease for the 20,000 word fic that's probably lying inside it's me. It's lying in my brain currently right now. That was really fun. Oh, that's just like Claire girl bossing, gatekeeping, gaslighting myself all the way to the sun. All the way into the sun. And then I die oh in contentment God. because it was too perfect. You can never have this. Just me. It's what is it? I was thinking the other. Day, I was thinking the other day about my like daydream of like being a swamp witch and how I get upset. It's that there are so yeah, many. Can't li- be a swamp witch. I can't be a swamp witch where the witcher comes and blows my back out. I'm upset that I can't girl boss as this like power CEO with like five One Direction boys at my beck and call. Yeah. <sighs> I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> my life is fine. Back to reality. Whoop! Ghost gravity. <laughs> Mom spaghetti. This is why we write fan fiction. This is why we're here. This is why we're here. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how to transition off this That's bad boy. It. That's the end. That's the end. <laughs> 
And you've heard it here first, folks. That's all she wrote. It's all Fine pairings is over. No, I okay. know. We're coming back. <laughs> Let us know on all of our channels. Do you want us to go back to the regular format? Do you have an idea for how we could formulate our next season? Because uh, we are just starting to do that right now, planning out what we want to do for season six. Let's get sexy. That's a RuPaul's reference. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, whoa, that's such a fun theme. And it's then- not even. It's it's also like a misquote. It's just funnier because season six, let's get sickening, doesn't make as much sense. It was also podcast. pretty funny because like mix it up is like, you know, cocktail-y. Um, truth. <laughs> Br- yeah. So give us uh, ideas if you have them, if there's stuff you want to see, uh, if there are fix, if there are fandoms, if you have reviews, all of that stuff. As far as I know, th- at the very least, the last two episodes are going to stay the same. <laughs> right. If you guys keep sending us stuff and giving us five-star reviews. Uh, like I said, you can either give us five stars on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can only write things on Apple Podcasts, though. So yep. either way, uh, send us like a screenshot of you writing the post or in the post itself on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you would like us to write for you. You can send a carrier pigeon. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I you would can, love that. That would be so fun. A carrier squirrel. I don't love birds. So the idea <laughs> of like a pigeon flying in from the east would scare me. <laughs> you can specifically send like, me a carrier pigeon. Yeah, you can send Grace a carrier pigeon and she can send a picture of the pigeon to me. So you don't get scared. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, you can can get in contact uh, to us at our uh, email at finepairingspodcast at gmail.com or on our social media at finepairingspod on Twitter and on finepairingspodcast on Instagram, TikTok, that other one. Tumblr. Tumblr. LinkedIn. And Instagram? Did you say I that? did say it. Instagram. <laughs> Facebook. TikTok. Facebook. There we go. I was like... I don't think anyone's contacted us on Facebook yet, which is fine. That's fine. <laughs> and we don't have a LinkedIn. That was a joke. And because we will be on hiatus for a couple months, as per usual, if you would like to hear our sultry, sexy voices on the Patreon to hear us read X-rated fan fiction, you may do that for as little as $5 a month, more if you would like. There's many ways to find it. You can either go to our link trees, sign up that way. You can go to uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Yep. Cool. And that's all she wrote. <laughs> I think you said that already, but it's really applies to this particular episode. Yep, right? That's all we both wrote. That's all we wrote. Love it. Indulge yourself. Indul- Truly. Do it. It's a bad year. Do something nice for yourself. Write yourself a good fic. Write yourself a good fic and then send it to us. Eat a fair rocher. Whole tray. Oh, do send it to us. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> the whole tray. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>